I may or may not have been literally using a mirror to check to make sure that I looked good. And it was like, ah, I gotta, I gotta talk now. Well, I was going three with the countdown, and then I went one, and then it like, I, I was thinking that it would get like a full second after it says one before it, could, but no, it's like one and on. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like go time. The minute it starts. Right. How are you, Dante? I am great. How are you doing, Brandon? I am also pretty great. You know why? Why? Well, uh, one day of school left, which is always nice. Right. And it's my favorite week of the year because of the holiday follies. I love me some holiday follies. It's one of my favorite places, one of my favorite shows. So, yeah. I have to say that this year, like, and and it's every year. I've 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 maybe I didn't appreciate this before, but I appreciate it now. Like, the costumes are just, or the the pretty girls are just incredible. The yeah. amount of time and effort into building those costumes, the amount of effort to wear those costumes, like, it's pretty cool. Yes, I know that you have to hold a costume up backstage so that the model doesn't <laughs> fall over. So, well, today's guest is you and me. Can I'm you hear the Aladdin kids behind me, by the way. What do you hear the Aladdin kids? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's fine if you do because you know that's what we do here is theater. But there's right. they're singing Palace Wall behind me, and they are really into it. And this might be like the fifteenth time I've heard it in the last twenty minutes. <laughs> I'd like a new song, but they're pretty cute. Well, I mean, and what are you going to do? Right. All right, Dan Tate, are you ready? I am. We're going to learn about you. We're going to learn about me? And maybe me along the way. A little bit? Yeah, just, just a smidge. No one cares. We want to learn about Dan Tate. Um, okay. So um, Ooh, that, Now I can hear them. Oh, they're almost to end this version. <laughs> yep there it is end of the song Perfect. um the first question was submitted by a viewer a faithful viewer uh and and uh this person writes dan what exactly do you do for work is it the cia <laughs> no no not at all it's not the cia um you know, most people have a hard time understanding what I do because unless you do a lot of stuff for business, I do. So um, I work for a company called Progression and I do um, risk management and process improvement. It's kind of mixed into one. So basically my job is to look at what everybody does, find out what's wrong, and then tell them how to do it better. Mm, that seems good for you. Um, all within the the risk management, so making sure that we're not getting in trouble as we do those things. So when you were a little Dan Tate and you were growing up, did you want to be a risk management person? Not at all. What did um, you want to be when you grew up? So, I mean, once I got past the, the initial, like... Um, I want to be a fireman and I want to be a policeman, you know, that most, that a lot of, a lot of, of little boys grow up wanting to be. Um, 
I decided sometime in, in high school that I wanted to teach. Um, I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. Um, my, my goal was actually to teach um, high school English or high school choir. Like I liked, I liked those two things. And then I started to, to look into it and realized that it's, it's really, really hard to raise a family on a teacher's salary. Um, so then I was, I, I really just didn't know what I was wanted to do. And then was in the right place at the right time. And I'm good at, at picking apart things, I guess. So it just kind of fit. Do you ever regret your choice? Um, that's a really good question. Thank you. I told you, I literally said I was going to ask the hard questions. I warned you. This is a difficult question because on the one hand, this has been the current career field I, I'm in has been good to me. Um, so I don't know if I would necessarily change it. Um, do I wish that I could inherit or win a lot of money and then quit my job and be, and be a teacher? Sure. I mean, I think, I think I would still have a lot of fun with that. Um, but only if, if all responsibilities and requirements for earning money were gone. So if you were to win the lottery tonight, um, you would, would you go back to school and become a teacher or would you go find a place uh, that you don't necessarily have to have a teaching degree? Um, I don't know. I think I'd probably still go back for and, and get a degree and, and, and become be, make it available so that I could teach. Um, but I also think that, that there are a lot of opportunities to be an educator without working through the public school system or any type of school system. And I think that would be fun too. Um, and, and to be able to do it in a way that I wouldn't have to rely on it as an, for a living would be ideal. Cause I think, I think when you have to do something for a living and, and I know that there's a lot of people who are going to disagree with me with, with me on this. And if you out there have found your passion and you can do it and, and it's great, then more power to you. But I'm afraid that um, if I, when you have to do something for a living, it kills what you love about it. Because all of a sudden you're involved in all the, the nitty gritty things and you have to worry about them as opposed to just being able to say, you know, I'm just going to go and I'm going to enjoy myself and, and know that if you had to, you, you could stop. Well, that's, uh, uh, no comment on <laughs> yeah. that for me. Um, good question, though, Dan Tate. What was the very yes. first show you ever did when you were a kid? Like past, like, you know, playing on the fireplace when is it when doing shows in your backyard? But like, what was the first like produced show you did? In, in elementary, we did a I think it was in fourth grade. We did a staged production of the book, The, the Little Red Hen. And that was the one who was like, hey, you need to come help me harvest. And then everybody said no and and all that kind of stuff. And um, I was one of the I don't remember which one, but one of the people who was like, no, I'm not going to help you. And let's do this instead. That that was the first thing I did. Did you I love was, it? 
I was dang good too. I had people in the audience in tears from laughter because of my delivery of the line. I'm sure you did. The one line. Um, well, it's there are no small parts. Th there really aren't. And, and the truth of the matter is, if I wasn't there to say no, then, th you know, the story ends too soon. End, end of the story. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yes. Um, but then ahead. after that, sorry, I'll just I'll just talk. How's that? Yeah, listen. I feel that's like better you, for me. I feel like you should answer some of these questions too. But mm -hmm. um, and then I really didn't do anything until I got into high school, and um, was <laughs> enrolled in in choir in high school my sophomore year because I thought it would be an easy class and an easy way to get my fine arts credit. And um, a way to meet girls? Huh? And a way to meet girls? Um, I mean, I didn't recognize it at the time. Mm -hmm. I guess it, it inevitably it led to that, but at the time it was not. It was not in my mindset. I My thought was, it's my sophomore year. I've got to get fine art credits. I'm going to do choir because I'm really bad at regular, at like drawing. Um, so choir will be an easy one. Um, what I didn't know is that like from a fine arts perspective, um, our choir, like our choir teacher was very, very strict and had a lot of really high expectations. But then I fell in love with singing and that led to doing My Fair Lady in high school um, and Oklahoma. Okay, so fast forward, uh, you, you got married and you and your wife did shows together or did you do shows before you got married? No. So Jen and I got married and did one show together. Um, and it was way back. I mean, three years ago. Yeah. I, we were all just babies when it happened. Uh, of course. Three years ago. Actually, this is going to date myself, but back when um, Davis arts council was formed earlier in their early years, and they used to produce musicals at the Kenley amphitheater. Yeah. And um, we did West Side Story. For those who've met my wife, and whatever this light is that I'm under is really paling me out. Um, but my wife was cast as a jet. I was a shark. And <laughs> so we played opposite each other um, in West Side Story. And then, and then life got in the way. And so I stopped really getting involved with theater and as you know, Davis Arts Council stopped producing shows, and and I just, I, I always considered myself one of those guys that, I mean, I was okay, but I was never, I was I was never confident in my abilities to go and audition for a show and actually do a show. Um, I was able to justify to myself that the reason I got into West Side Story is because of this and and the color of my skin. Um, help me get that role not because of my vocal or acting chops sure so then we fast forward some more and you're on the way home from seeing a matinee at hale center theater yep and uh <laughs> and amanda who happens to be our costume shop manager calls you and says you have to come over to Oprah right now well so she calls me up and she says hey would you, would you ever consider or think about doing like a musical show like and I'm like well what do you mean a musical show because um, Amanda and I were in the same ward and I was thinking 
oh, like a, a talent contest or something? Are you, are you trying to do that? She's like, no, I mean like theater. And I said, uh, I mean, well, okay, actually let me back up because honestly, if Amanda had just called me and said that, I probably would have said no. But um, we went and saw, because Amanda was in nonsense, mm -hmm. um, we went and saw nonsense and then, and then there were none. And I, it was, it was really weird because the, the bug got to me right then. And I was, I had actually, I think filled my name out to audition for wizard of Oz. Oh, I and wish I, you would have. Cause then I wouldn't have to have been the lion. And what's funny is I looked through the roles and stuff and I thought the only one I'd really want to be is the lion. Um, but then once again, that self-doubt of, look, I, I told myself in my brain, I said, Dan, you're not, you're just going to be embarrassed. So they're going to be like, ah, oh, sorry, you think you know what you're doing, but you don't. So move along. And so I pulled my name. I just, I didn't audition. I, I didn't go. And then, so, so the, the seed had been planted much earlier because it wasn't till an, a whole nother year that Amanda called and said, would you ever be considered doing a show? And my first reaction was, no, I'm too busy. And then I remembered that, no, I really did consider doing a show. I just didn't have the guts to do it. And she's like, she said, so you should come down and audition. And I'm like, I'm all the way down. This was when Hale was all the way out in West Valley. Um, and I was like, I'm way out here. And she said, we'll wait. I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to be, it's going to take me another hour and a half to get there. Cause we had just stopped for dinner after the show. She's like, we'll wait. I was like, but I don't have a song prepared. And she said, just pick a song, come and sing it. So I drove, um, funny story. We actually, um, because we, I didn't know that you guys had, that Opa had moved. Mm. We went to the old location and it wasn't there. And, um, had to text Amanda who gave us the new location. And so we showed up and I ran downstairs and sang a song and then walked out thinking, I mean, I'm sure that they just, you know, needed some other people to, to guess against. And, um, that is not all that happened. Your whole family came into auditions and your true. wife was like, I remember because I was in those auditions and you're, I was like, Oh, his wife really wants him to be in this show. Like Jen was so like, here's his music. He's going to be great. And you were like, eh, I don't really. And Jen was like, Nope, you're going to do it. You're going to like it. Like Jen was totally your manager in the moment and you sang and then you left and, and then you got cast. Well, then we got wait. I, let me back up. Cause I showed up oh. for callbacks. Oh yeah. There's callbacks. And I sat, I, I legitimately, and this is so weird. Cause I've never, I, I've never shared this, but I was sitting in callbacks and a bunch of other guys had showed up and there was this kid there. And I don't know who it was, who was talking about how he um, had auditioned and. Dan, you froze. Him no. almost wait that he no. was almost cast in newsies at Hale. And I was like, what the heck am I doing here? Cause I was, you know, I just seen the show. I'm like, I can't, I wouldn't have been cast in that show. So I, I almost walked out. Cause I, I was like, I, these are all much better 
much more talented people than I am. Um, but I stayed and then I was cast and has it gotten uh, easier to audition for you? Um, it has, um, part of it's because I think, so I think that one of the hardest things, I think auditioning is probably one of the hardest things to do, um, in life, relatively speaking. Right. I mean, obviously there are far worse things, but, but of things that we do voluntarily auditioning is really tough because you're, you're making yourself super vulnerable because it's all you and you're standing up in front of a group of people who you probably don't know. And you're actually asking them to judge you. And that's really hard. Um, especially, and I think this is where auditioning has gotten easier for me, but especially if there's any sense of, of your own self-worth tied up in your success in that audition or not. Because if you don't get cast it or call back, call back, it's really easy to say, it's because I suck. It's because I'm bad. Um, and since then, I've started to realize, and maybe it's because I care a little bit less um, about whether I get a role or not. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, like the right way to approach an audition is to just stand up and say, look, this is who I am. And I'm okay with it. So whether you're okay with it or not, I don't care. Okay, so I have a I have a follow up question to that. Uh, but first, I have to. There's a guest question coming in. It's from uh, Heather Ann Jackson, who says, "Is it harder to audition as a performer or cast the show as a director?" Oh my gosh, it is so much more difficult to cast a show. And and I think that's probably also what's helped me in the audition phase of things is so i did um i did forever plaid at opa and then um aida was the very next show and brandon you were directing and your music director like dropped out and i did not i actually didn't know you very well um at at all but you were mentioning it at the end after we had um finished one of the performances for forever plaid you just mentioned that oh you now you got to find a music director and you kind of just casually said, anybody, anybody know somebody who could be a music director? And I was like, well, I mean, I, 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 I might be, I might be able to do that. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how I said it. Um, but then, so then I music directed for that show and I sat in the, the auditions and it is so much more difficult and there is so much more that goes into it than just who's the best. Um, and there's so many different wrinkles and it, and it's so weird because you, you think you've got something nailed. You're like, okay, this is who we're going to cast as this role. And then there's a cascading effect. Well, if we cast this person, then that means yeah. these are some of our other options that are available. And so many times you're like, well, if we cast this person in this role, then we lose three of these other three people. And then we don't have anybody to put in some of the other roles. So now we need to shift things. And, and it's so, so much more difficult. You're giving me anxiety just talking about it. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody I... who's ever directed or for anyone who's never directed, um, for, for every 10 minutes that you're at the theater, either d- doing your audition or in callbacks, 
the production staff is probably there for three hours trying to decide. It's ridiculous. Okay, so you mentioned that you've gotten to a place where you sort of are a little better with your self-worth and 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 an auditioning has become easier because you're just going to stand up and say, this is who I am. But you're also a dad, a father. You have great kids who are in theater. How do you help them through that process? Because it's not as easy for kids. I mean, it's not as easy for some adults too, but, but they're, you know, kids don't have the life experience to know those things. So how do you deal with disappointment for your kids when they don't get cast in shows? So for me, it all, all starts. And actually McKinley is sitting like right here. Um, Hi, McKinley. Hi. And so for us, when it comes to, to the children's throws shows or whatever it is, we set clear expectations beforehand. Like, Oh, you're doing um, right now. She's doing Adam's family. When she went into her auditions and, and she started the show and she was doing her auditions and we fill out this audition form. That's, that's when we have the conversation, mm. you know, cause you're, they're supposed to fill out. Well, what roles do they want to audition for? Yeah. And so we fill that out. And then I say, now, listen, First of all, you need to understand that that directing and casting a show is really difficult. And she's McKinley has done a lot of shows. I would call her a um, a veteran of children's theater. Yeah. Um, but we still have the conversation because I think sometimes people feel like, well, the more time I put in, the better my chances should be for getting a role, a lead role. Like, like there's a track or something like that. Oh, I've done ensemble three times. Now I should be the lead because that now, I've done it. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and what's, what's really, and so we have that conversation right up front and say, look, casting show is difficult. And, and, and sometimes with McKinley, we like sat, we sit down and I'm like, all right. Cause they've been through some classes and, and especially with, with what she's doing, she knows a lot of the same players that are, are doing the shows over and over again. And they tend to do the same shows. I don't know why, probably because they arrange it. But I sit down and say, okay, who else is auditioning? And we go through some of the lists. And I'm like, okay, some of these are really good. So let's start slotting. Who, who could be in these different roles? Now, where does that leave you? Um, is it possible that you get one of the roles? Yep. But is there a chance you're going to be on the ensemble? Yep. And you know what? The other thing that we talk about all the time is ensemble at, for a lot of different shows. Ensembles on stage more mm -hmm. than a lot of the leads. And instead of having to play one character the entire time with ensemble, you're frequently in three or four different costumes. I, I have been in the ensemble in shows and it's crazy. Like you're, you finish a moment on stage and you're running off changing as quickly as you possibly can to come back on stage as a different character. And that is sometimes and frequently more fun. Well, but again, I'm going to press a little harder because I, you're, it's, you're still a dad first, right? Like you're still a dad. So when McKinley doesn't get the part she wants, do you, how do you, like, how do you handle that with your child? Because all of that sounds great. Let me be very clear. Like what you're talking about, I'm totally a fan of and, and expectations, but there's still disappointment, right? Yeah, there absolutely there is. And 
So I, I will explain both mine and Jen's approach to it. I'm a it. very, I'm, I'm a very analytical and logical person. And so when, when McKinley comes back or Madison, who's also done a couple of different shows, when they come back and they're disappointed, um, I, I work really hard to, to bring in reason and, and, and give them a reason why, like, what's the why behind it. Um, and the important thing for when I leave those conversations is that the why can never be on them. It's never them. Um, it's all about other reasons. So I spend a lot of time explaining. Jen is like, all right, he's done explaining. Let's go get ice cream okay. and let's make it better. Um, she's very much the, all right, great. Yeah. You feeling a little bit better. Let's push you over the top. Um, and, and so we work really hard just to make my kids feel important and and know that they have worth that's not tied to their success in an audition i love that and i um i i want to move on from shows a little bit just because you are now the 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 board president uh of an arts organization we don't have to mention which one um but but my, I guess my my question, and all joking aside, because we joke about this all the time, is you know how did you get here, and we joke about it. But why why did you want to be on the board of OPA of an arts organization? You know, like what brought you to this, and and what do you think you can contribute to that? I told um, you I was going to ask hard questions. This is one of them. So. Honestly, I, I think that where it, it, it started, um, I've I've always loved the arts and theater, um, and similar to the to the being a high school teacher, like um, when I was growing up, there really wasn't a lot of information or knowledge. It's not like I could go to the school counselor and say, "How do I make a living in in right. at theater?" And even if I did. It, it's it's not an easy task. Um, so when I started getting back involved, um, I realized that I I had reached a point where I can I can give my time um, and help out because I like the arts. I like I like theater. I like what it brings. Um, and and I won't go into all the details of of why I like theater, but it started out with let me help. How can I help? What can I do to help? Um, uh, when it came to, to serving on the board, um, that took a little bit more thought to, to say, yep, because to me, it, it's not just about, oh, do you want to serve on the board? Sure. Great. And then life continues as normal. I had to make the decision. Is, is this something that's worth my time? Because... Right. Um, that's really all I have to give um, is my time. And it was, so I did Forever Plaid and then we did Holiday Follies. Mm -hmm. And I volunteered to help with Holiday Follies. And there was a moment where the, the junior production was Annie. And they went on, actually they were going on stage during Forever Plaid and opening the show. But then for, for Follies, they were 
also doing a, a little number. And I sat back there and I don't know who it was, but I was asking them if they liked doing theater. And this little girl said, more than anything. And that stuck with me. I'm like, this to me, um, what theater and specifically what, what OPA does is it provides a place for kids who maybe don't find a place in other ways. Um, since then, as I've gotten to know the program and I've gotten to know some of the kids a little bit better, and even I'm going to embarrass her just a little bit, even McKinley, um, when we, when we would go out to eat to restaurants, we would sit down and we would just discuss and she would tell me what she wanted for dinner that day, um, that night. And then the waitress would come around or waiter and ask and go around the table, just like normal. What do you want? What do you want? And when she got to McKinley, McKinley would look at me so that I can answer. Um, I wouldn't say that McKinley was particularly shy. She just wasn't sure of herself. Now, and she's, she, she just puts it right out there, which seems really silly and small, but the, the level of confidence that she has gained and talk about auditions, but the same thing with performing to stand on a stage and be, and have the only thing that you're giving is from you and have an audience accept that and applaud it and then talk to you afterwards about how well you did. There is, there is very little that builds confidence faster than that. And so my involvement with the board now is so that every child and adult who wants to experience that has a place and an opportunity to feel that. I love that. Okay. So we, uh, we're running out of time. I know I talk a lot. No, it's, uh, this has been fantastic. I have enjoyed this thoroughly and especially cause I didn't have to answer any questions. <laughs> But I have, I'm going to call it the shotgun round. You have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. You can't okay. think about it too long. Are you ready? Yep. What's been your favorite show to be in? To be in? Yep. Um, I really enjoyed being part of Drowsy Chaperone. Same. Uh, if you could produce any show, what would it be? I... Don't talk, just answer. Phantom of the Opera. Great. If you could be in any show, what role would it be? It'd probably be Les Miserables Chavert. What shoes should the Opa players wear for the concert tonight? Black. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite color? Um... A specific shade of green, dark okay. green. Where would your dream vacation be? If, okay, so if it's dream, I'm going to say um, the Beast's Library. Okay. Uh, where for, ten, for dinner tonight, Where what locally owned restaurant would you say is your favorite? So there is a little German bistro around the corner from... Um, right off of Main Street and Layton Parkway in Layton. It is fantastic. That's where I would go. 
Wellers. I'll just say Wellers. that for you. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm in because I totally agree. Uh, uh, what do you want for Christmas? Okay, that was a hard one. <laughs> I don't know. Favorite Disney princess? Belle. Favorite villain? Maleficent. Uh, how much do you like Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, Dan, this has been you delightful. Did, you did tell me that there would be difficult questions. Right, that was one of them. Ooh, look at the time. No time to answer. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Darn uh, it. I think we do have to ask this question before we end, though, because we ask it to everybody. What does community matters mean to you? So I think it. I think community matters. Um, that statement is is fine. First of all, it's finding a community. Um, Communities can be defined by so many different things, by the neighborhood that we live in, by the 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 group of people that we associate with, um, and and it's about finding common goals and working towards achieving those goals, however that might be. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, this has really been fun, Dan. Actually, I learned more about you than I thought I was going to. Oh. And I got to see all of your daughters. Yep, right. That's that's always a good time. If you look really carefully, you might see Jen up there. She just got home. But anyway. Hi, Madison. (laughs) All right. Well, we're taking two weeks off, so we won't be back until uh, early January because uh, it's the holidays. I'm going to New York to see some shows and and to get out of. Hi, Jen. Um, and you know, it's hi, McKinley Carter. You in there too? No, this is family reunion. This is like that BBC thing, right? Where they could, like, and the the, the poor wife crawls in and like drags the kid out. So, we're going to be back on January 6th with our next live interview, and it's Marinda Maxfield. Awesome. I know. I'm so excited to have her on. Um, but we're going to take a few weeks off to celebrate uh, Christmas and the New Year and then start again on January 6th. So Excellent. Make sure you send me reminders because if we have two weeks off, I'll forget. Oh, don't worry. I will. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, remember to go see live theater. It matters. The arts matter. Support them where you can. Have the best Christmas and New Year's ever. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This is that again.